Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Nerdpocalypse Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. I'm here with my co-host, Micah. Hey. And a special guest, Rob. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Not so, the Rob. Me... <laughs> just yeah, quickly. Not, not that Rob. Not another Rob. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> for people listening and not watching. Okay. Yeah. Go our, ahead. Our long-term, our long-term fans uh, know uh, the name Rob from someone different, and they and Jay and Rob, yeah, we parted. Kind of, Fair enough. Yeah, they, Fair they enough. Ways. I, I just uh, want to just want to let people know ahead of time. Let me give Rob the uh, the. Let me roll out the red carpet for Rob. Uh, you can hear Rob uh, every Sunday and Wednesday on the Truth Lies Shenanigan podcast. Uh, you can go to truthliesshenanigans.com or tlsshow.com because shenanigans is quite the word and people usually don't know how to spell it. Right. <laughs> um, uh, he is uh, 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 an accomplished musician uh, with the rock band Fallen Machine, and he is based out of Canada. That's right, folks. We are international. Wow. Um, Even I didn't know and- that. And and most importantly, he's a good guy. So welcome, Rob. Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. I really appreciate that, Micah. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll get terrible uh, in a few minutes. We'll get yeah, we'll get we'll get into our real the, into the real show. All yeah. the niceties are gone now. <laughs> yeah, it's over. No more decorum. That's right. <laughs> what decorum? Um all right, so let's jump right in. Uh there is a a lot to talk about. Um but before, actually, before we do, I just want to um, state this. It's just kind of a story. I don't want to forget it. It's kind of a big story. Um, previously, the last couple of months, DC decided to get away from um, Diamond uh, and Jeppy for publishing their comics. And that was like a huge hit because basically both DC and Marvel um, both used Jeppy and Diamond to publish all of their books, right? So it was like a monopoly. Well, today, Marvel came out was like, yeah, we're done as well. So they're going with Penguin Publishing. Um, So that's a pretty like that's that's a big uh, bomb being thrown into the comic industry uh, just today. So just a side note, we don't actually even have time to talk about it because there's so much other stuff. But I didn't want I didn't I didn't want to uh, fail to mention that. So there you go. Uh, considering right. that Carrie, who is uh, a member of our network, used to work for them, she was the first one to let me know, ha ha, <laughs> my former employers are going to die. This is awesome. <laughs> so you should talk about this. Um, so I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that for her. Um, all right. So let's jump right in. Um, both Mike and I watched Promising Young Woman. Um, Rob, have you seen this? No, unfortunately, I don't have uh, HBO Max. So I did watch the trailer and read up on it and – Looks pretty. Looks pretty awesome. Yeah, um, Micah, you want to do the yeah, honors? On so this, this is um, this is kind of like Kill Bill, but for like rape, right? And yeah. you have your heroine, um, and she is getting revenge um, uh, for an incident that happened seven years ago at college. Um, this is a really good movie, man. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, the ending was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Right. Um, but no, solid performances from everyone. Um, this movie is nominated for best picture. Um, I really really enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm I'm curious if things were normal 
would this movie have been nominated for Best Picture? I I'm not saying so. it's not deserving. I'm just curious, right? Because this seems like, like this is this is labeled as a black comedy thriller. You generally don't see pictures like that nominated for Best Picture just by you know history, right? Uh, not saying it's not deserving. I I I adored this movie, um, and and I I recommend it to uh, I recommend it to anyone. Like it is, it's a it's a wonderful like in your face satire. Um, and oh, you know how hard it is for guys to be accused like that. And she's just like, yeah, no, the, I believe the line was, you know, this is like a guy's worst nightmare. And then she goes, what do you think a woman's worst nightmare is like? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so yeah, I, I adored this movie. man. I, I, you and I talked yesterday and you were saying you were going to watch it and it was on my list of things to watch. I was like, Oh I can watch that now. I actually have nine minutes to put together. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I liked it, you know, for the obvious reasons. Even when I first saw the trailer, I was like, like, as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, okay, what's this? And then it kind of gives the, what what the, like, the hook is. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I'm like all in. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watching the movie, it's, it is, I don't even know that I would call it a dark, dark comedy, to be honest. Like, I mean, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a dark comedy to me. It, it doesn't feel funny. No, <laughs> like in any aspect. I'm just like these are all pretty fucked up situations, but um there's like like the 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 guy um uh Mince Plots uh McLovin. Um he's in the movie and he's like trying to take advantage of her cuz she thinks he thinks she's drunk. That's the only one of the circumstances I found to actually be funny, right? But the other, all the other sort of date rapey aspects of it were not funny. Um, and I thought it took a really good tone of throwing the like, but I'm a nice guy right in people's faces. Like, yeah, like it, it, it does. And it's, and I feel like I'm supposed to be like, as a person who's definitely said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Like, I'm supposed to feel shitty about even saying that, right? Like, even though I've never done anything like that, like, I, like they're, they're trying to kill the term. Which I which I appreciated the like the gusto of that like no fuck that term completely <laughs> like whether you are or aren't like they're they're trying to destroy it um and that ending is like I was like but surely no. oh okay <laughs> all right like but it, it but in a way it was like and not to give anything away like the ending is incredibly satisfying like and and it goes in a way that you wouldn't have suspected. Um but I liked it. They I thought Carrie did Mulligan- a really good job of setting you up. Like oh, are yeah. you serious? Is this what's about to happen? They do a very very good job of setting you up in that ending. Yeah. So gentlemen, I need to ask you about Bo Burnham's performance in this because Bo was absolutely just when he when he fell onto the map, he was just absolutely brilliant. I migrated to his style and then he disappeared for personal reasons and I respected him even more for that. How does he hold up in a dramatic role, or I guess is he is it more of a dramatic role for him? It is. It's, um, it is. It is, yeah. and he does. Uh, he does a very good job. He plays um, uh, the main male love interest, and at the point, I'm like, wow, this like the two of the the two of them are really hitting it off. Something's probably gonna happen, and. And he does a he does a he does a very like I don't want to I don't want to spoil it because if you get a chance I really want you to see it but yeah. he does a very good job 
of playing the character that he is playing. Yeah. If that makes any sense, right? Like when push comes to shove, people's true colors come out and he does a, he does an excellent job playing that character. Yeah. It, it felt incredibly real. Like, like his response to the situation felt incredibly real. You're like, okay. Like, like it's just, yeah, it just doesn't feel like acting. And the writing for this is incredibly good. Like it's incredible. I mean, we're actually going to talk about the, the director, uh, writer, director of this, uh, later on in a Mm -hmm. weird way. But, and now after seeing promising young woman, I'm like, okay, I'm actually super interested in this other project she's working on. Um, but it, it's um, – I don't know that it would have been nominated for Best Picture in a normal year. Um, and like you said, not because it's not deserving. I don't think Hollywood wants to like super put on movies like this because it feels, it feels like a film that – it's not necessarily criticizing Hollywood, but there's a lot it's, of people in Hollywood it's who – It's pointing a finger at Hollywood. It's pointing a finger at, at – um, at at all of the people who are not, not uber leftists, but all of the well-intentioned people. That's it. And That's right. A, and there's That's a right. lot of well-intentioned people in Hollywood who fail. Who right? Who just who fail? Yeah. And uh, I was shocked when when I because I knew the premise, and I was shocked when I heard that it got nominated for best picture. And I said, "Well, I need to watch this right now." Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It do, it does a good job of like. It pushes topics right in your face. Like it, it's, it's aggressive in, in a way. Like it's really aggressive. And I like that because just especially movies like this and the topic that it is, they're normally trying to make women more docile and more like victimized. And the women characters are victimized, but they don't just stay victimized. Right. And it's like, that's the point. It's like, yeah. it's, it's kill Bill for date rape. But nah, man, it's a good movie. And if you ever called yourself a nice guy, you should watch it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you should. No, and, and, and I mean that in all seriousness. Like if you've ever said that to a woman, like, no, no, not not me. I'm a nice guy. Watch that movie and be like, ooh, I should probably just stop using yeah. that term. Like, yeah, just, just, just stop using the term. I don't know what these, term. These women have met a lot of nice guys yeah. over the course of their lifetime. And yeah. there's, there's only a handful of them out there. Yeah, but uh, oof, they, yeah. It's a great movie. Promising Young Woman is a fantastic movie. So awesome. uh, highly recommend. Um, all right. So all three of us did watch the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we'll definitely probably be watching the second one immediately as uh, it gets released on Friday. Um, Rob, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the first episode? Well, I uh, I still have to break into WandaVision because I haven't been able to make it past the second the, the second episode. But keep going. just caught me. Yeah. right out of the gate it's uh even my wife was joining me and she was just at the end of a work day saying you know what i'm kind of checked out not invested in anything watch whatever you want so about two minutes into the episode i just out of the corner of my eye I see the phone going down on the coffee table and she's watching just as intently as i am because the action is crazy um we get to see falcon really doing his thing it uh, i was really entertained by everything um I, they set it up nicely, and I'm really looking forward to uh, episode two. Absolutely. And uh, it was nice to see Marvel not hold back because the body count started happening pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Falcon <laughs> was killing people uh, with extreme prejudice. 
Good lord. Uh Michael, I had to pause it and was like, wait a minute, did that just happen? Go back. <laughs> he threw that guy into a mountain. <laughs> yeah, he threw that guy into a mountain. Like, Falcon, are you okay? You seem angry. <laughs> like, relax. Um, Micah, your thoughts. Yeah, look. Um this is this is right up my alley. Uh it's it's science fiction, it's uh it's military, uh is it, it stars black people. I mean, that's all I need, right? Like it's I uh I absolutely love this first episode. Um I I loved the fact that you see big movie style action in the beginning, mm-hmm. but that this is still a character piece, right? Like this mm-hmm. isn't all flash and no substance. And the parts of this episode that I liked the most were the were getting to know Falcon and Bucky uh, a little more as people, as human beings, seeing what life is like outside of being an Avenger, right? Like, and and the the obvious, like the painfully obvious uh, 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 metaphors for. Uh, vet, vets coming, you know, co- just coming home from war and trying to to get reacclimated to life. Is is um, that painfully obvious? Because it seems really not obvious to a lot of people for some reason. I, I, I mean, it's like it, it's <laughs> everything is right there on the screen, man. Yeah, like I, 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 people I, are like, I really what are the know what why symbolism? Get it right? Yeah. Well, people <laughs> like to get bogged down in like minutia, total like, minutia. Yeah. Oh, Tony Stark wasn't paying them. Like, no. Why would Tony Stark? Why would this private businessman pay these government employees out of his own money? Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? No, it doesn't. But. hell that should say something about the way the government treats its vets like that's the point yeah like it's (laughs) i i don't the the whole thing with with veterans in this in this first episode like and i have a feeling that's going to be a large part of right like i i think this veterans and how they're treated and just general grief after the the blip and all this other stuff is the point of this right also like badass action um but yeah, I just don't understand how you don't get that. Like, like the whole point of the Falcon not being able to co-sign and get his sister the SBA loan is exactly the point of troops risking their lives to quote unquote save the world and then coming home and being treated like garbage and being financially destroyed and everything else. That's the point. Their family suffering while they're gone. That's the point. Like, I, I get it. It's a guy in a wingsuit, like, or, or a guy with, you know, wings on him watching this first part, which is awesome. But, um, like, I get all of that, and that's all cool, but you have to look, like, that's why the, these shows or the Marvel Cinematic Universe work so well is because of the storytelling. The action is awesome. It's fun. It's a primer to get you into the storytelling. That's why they are at, you know, 22 movies, and it's still working. So, yeah, I... I don't understand how anyone didn't see the vets thing. Like it's so obvious to me. Yeah, I mean, especially with especially with uh, uh, Bucky, right? Like he is the quintessential like the Vietnam vet, right? Like he is the one who has seen some shit, right? And he is having the the hardest time trying to adjust, Mm -hmm. and and I just their stories are are super interesting and i'm i'm very interested to see how they kind of uh meet up and and co-mingle and stuff like that like we'll get to the buddy cop stuff but 
you know, we got to lay the, we got to lay the foundation for character work here first. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. You know, the, the, uh, the shot of, of Sam and Rhodey in the Smithsonian, um, just looking at the, looking at the shield and, and essentially looking at America and seeing these two black men, uh, who have chosen to to fight for this country, this country that really doesn't, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're not. They're, they're, there's a pecking order, right? Yeah. And which is demonstrated later on in the episode. And it is, but but the to see them have that pride, like, nah, you know, like this is my country too. Right. I I, I absolutely love it. Well, and one other thing I'll say, um, where people were didn't understand why Sam would give up the sh- or yeah, why Sam would give up the shield right to to America, and, and I posted in our like fan group, um, if you're asking why that's happening and you're confused as to why like why that would make sense, why would he trust the government? One, you have to understand two things: the mindset of the character in that he doesn't think the shield belongs to him. It belongs to Steve Rogers. And since Steve Rogers isn't there, then Steve Rogers is a stand-in for America. Like, basically is, right? There's that one aspect. The other aspect I told people to think about is, then why don't you ask black soldiers why they joined the military? Like, we know that this country is fucked up in a bunch of ways racially. Why would black men, specifically black men, and black women join the military? Right. The most American thing you can do because the world is complex and the way that they see patriotism is different. Right. And they're they're trying to find what the ideal America is, not what it is currently. Right. One of the things I found interesting about the shield scene also, and I got into it with my wife a little bit, is that anyone who chooses to don that shield, carry that shield, it becomes that symbol. Steve Rogers was successful in being the recipient of the super soldier serum, an experiment that hasn't been reproduced. So anyone that picks up that shield and doesn't have the advantages of the super soldier serum is just an easy target because the Marvel universe has changed. The the bad metas have increased their game also. And there isn't, there isn't another super soldier like that yet in the Marvel universe. Right, right, right. Um, on your left yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love i love how uh i I feel like i feel like everybody's gonna be mad at this show right yeah you and i talked about this go ahead this is a great point because one john walker's here right john walker (laughs) traditionally u.s agent u.s agent is the america first captain america Mm -hmm. so to speak right like where steve rogers is uh, uh, America, the idea. Uh, John Walker is America, actually, right? Yeah, and he's, he's trying to Trump make Trump. America great again. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, right? If he just put on a red hat over top of that helmet, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and he is going to be an antagonist in this film. On the opposite side, you got another group of people, the Flag Smashers. The Flag Smashers are based off of a character called Flag Smasher who does not believe in 
nations and closed borders. And that's what these, and they've just expanded that to a, a, like a, a, essentially a terrorist group uh, who believe in open borders. And, you know, you might think, oh, well, open borders, that's a great idea, right? But these people are open borders by any means necessary, right? And they're willing to, they're will, like, it's like Peter, right? The, the PETA statement is like, oh, animal liberation. We love animals, right? Of course you do. Yeah. So let's firebomb this animal testing facility. Well, well yeah, you know, yeah, right. how about we stop with that, right? I actually work in a building that's on the like animal liberation, animal liberation front uh, website. They're like, these people are evil. I'm like, eh, sometimes you got to kill mice for science. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but you do, right? Then you sign up. Yep. You come on in here. And I love that. I love that they have these two very political extremes, mm-hmm. and the heroes are a cup or a black guy and a white guy in the center, right? <laughs> like, it, like the metaphors are painfully obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't I mind it. it if it's executed well. And uh, I don't and think yeah. people have gotten that with Flag Smasher yet. I, I don't think so. They will. <laughs> But they, yeah. haven't yet. they haven't yet. I hope Flag Smasher has like a just like like on their chest. They all have like a rose tattoo or something like to make it more <laughs> to make it more obvious. Wait a minute, I know that. Um, yeah, but overall, I think this is going to be um, a great series. I'm having a blast with it. I, I think it's dope. Um, I don't remember the woman's name. I, I feel horrible for forgetting it. Um, <laughs> Just because I sent her uh, a very, we had a very funny run in with her on another podcast. But the woman who plays his sister, uh, Sam's sister, um, she's in a great movie called Pariah. If, if people have never seen it, it's it's a fantastic movie, um, uh, and she's an awesome person. But um, it's like to have her in the MCU just as Sam's sister is is like a great pickup. Like it's just far as acting. Like she is she's a pretty phenomenal actress. Um, yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I like it. I'm I'm digging it. Um, I'm I'm enjoying the fact that people are not obsessed with theories this time, as they were with Wandavision. Like just 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 watch it and just enjoy it. Like that. Yeah, can enjoy it, the ride. Ma- yeah, just enjoy the yeah. ride, man. That's Who knows it, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I mean, That's obviously, it. Mephisto's gonna show up, right? Like, but but besides <laughs> that, but besides that, right? So yeah, I'm I'm all in, man. I think it's I think it's a fantastic start. Um, all right. Science and tech this week. Uh, Rob, you brought this story. Um, this is a very cool story, actually. Go ahead. Um, so do you want me? So science and tech, are we doing the, 3D? uh, yeah, so science and tech, we're doing the 3d printed house. I, yeah. uh, I oh, I'm sorry. This, yeah. I brought this to, uh, to the table. Oh, you did that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Um, you see, you see, Rob, you see how, oh, this is a cool story. Micah's dumbass sure didn't think about it. No. Why would yeah. I think you did? Yeah, <laughs> I'm loving the love. I'm yeah, loving yeah. the love. <laughs> um, so in New York, they are building 3D printed homes. And my dad told me about this. I'm like, what? You're, you're crazy. You're crazy. But then I, I, I looked it up and I was like, wow, this is this is actually very, very cool. There is a, a company out there that's building a 3D printed model home uh, to, to show to people. And the home is like 900 square feet, the model home, but they're actually building uh, an actual, you know, livable home. That's going to be 1500 square feet. And it's going to be less than $300,000 in New York. Like it's yeah. Long Island. Yeah. I was going to say New York. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> not New York City. <laughs> like just so we're clear. Um, Cause it would be $5 billion. Um, 
No, this is very cool, right? Um, I, I love if you watch the video. I don't know if you guys watch the video, but the video is hilarious because they're like, um, you know, they're 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 showing the machine and everything. It's very cool, and they they're asking the builder they're like, "Do you get any weird questions?" And the first thing I said is, "People ask like, is it made of plastic?" Like, and that was the very first question. He was like, "That's what everyone asks." Um, but it's actually made of concrete, right? It's like it's basically pouring these like ribbons of concrete, much like a three D printer, and just like building um building up. I don't know, man. This feels like the future of housing to me. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think you're you're gonna see more of this? I mean, one of the funny things is like, oh, I don't know who we're gonna sell this house to. I'm like, dude, if you don't just start, just sell the house for the the cheapest bit, right? Like, get your name out there, and then you know you throw the price up to whatever you want. Yeah, at that point, I thought fifteen hundred for two ninety nine. Text I have seen in a long time, and. I found it particularly interesting because I'm in the market for a 3D printer uh, at the moment. And just to see it on a large industrial scale like this was just fascinating. And you're right, at 300 that or 299 yeah, <laughs> at just under 300K for a 1,500 square foot home, three bedrooms, two bath. And what is staggering is that it only takes two days to print this. Dio, and that's crazy. You have a crew of three people to operate this. Yeah. So just that reduction alone in the manual labor and the hours, uh, that's where a huge part of the savings is coming in. I'm curious how it's going to play out long-term because concrete relies heavily on sand for its manufacture. And we are seeing a global sand shortage right now. So it'll be interesting to see how sustainable it is. What I do find interesting though, is that, well, if we're using more concrete and less trees, well, then we have more natural CO2 filtration happening. And if we're not curing that concrete in furnaces, then we're not releasing a high amount of CO2 during its manufacture. So we're doubling down on reducing the CO2 and having filtration on the other end of it. Um, to me, it's just really the building materials, if that's gonna be sustainable over time. That's dope. Like, but isn't there sort of like a synthetic concrete as well? I don't know what they're using. I, I really didn't get into that aspect of it. No, I'm and, just saying in general. I thought there was yeah. like a synthetic concrete. So I, I wonder if that could also work. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, this is very cool. Like, it, like I like the idea of it. I like that. I'm sure some people wouldn't necessarily like the look, right? Like where you can kind of see the, the, the layers and things like that. But I actually think the look is kind of, is interesting, right? Like, and it's, but and it's unique. They did indicate that they can smooth out the walls. So this oh, okay. is very similar to a plaster wall, if you will. It's, then you're just smoothing out concrete. You're just put layering it on. You're adding to the time. You're adding to the price tag. It, invariably, at that point, you get out of the 200 or the 300,000 price point because you're getting something that's a finer finish. Right. But that's for a premium market. If you're looking to get into that, and really at the higher end premium market, once they can build or get more equipment on the ground, more boots on the ground, I'm thinking that Micah could get them. If he got the licensing rights, he could print Castle Doom. He could live there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. $400,000. You got it. Right? I, I could live in my pineapple house, providing the city will zone it. That's and right. Nickelodeon will, will license me. Yeah, I, man. Like, that's the thing. You can make this. You can. It's a 3D printer. You can make it look like anything. That, you know that's I mean? like, right. That's the cool part is you could actually yeah. make them quite unique. <laughs> One of the things I, I couldn't help but think about is like, okay, they have a 900 square foot model. Let's say 
let's say that one's like two hundred thousand dollars, right? Like we don't know, but let's say it's like two hundred thousand. But you could probably get away with building something that's like three or four hundred square feet, and like have them as like houses for the homeless. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you can build a fifteen hundred square foot house in two days, how fast could you build a four hundred square foot house? Right, <laughs> right. Like, you could crank out at least three of them, three or four a day. Right. You, you know, build them in a cluster because it yeah. isn't just top down printing. So you could print small clusters of these micro homes, if you will, to help those yeah. in need. Absolutely. Like, you know, like why not build something like that where instead of having like encampments, you have a place where people could just go and, you know, even if it's temporary, right? Like, hey, it's the winter and, you know, it's Baltimore City where it gets cold as shit. Like, why not just have a place where people could go? Like, I don't know. That seems, that seems like a pretty dope idea to me. But, um, I don't know. I, I think this is really cool. Um, I hope that this isn't one of those like, this is a really cool idea that we just never as a society adopt because I don't, you know, because big house or whatever <laughs> industry. Big lumber. Yeah, big lumber big doesn't lumber. <laughs> doesn't want to get cut out of it. But I, I would hope that people, if possible, would ad- uh, adopt this. Like my wife and I have always like our dream is to like build a house from scratch. I mean, we have a house now, but like to build one from scratch, like the thing we want to do is like use like shipping containers because you can make amazing houses. One, not as expensive, but huge houses and they're made of steel. They're not going anywhere. They're zombie proof. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) And that's important. That's yes. So, yeah. Um, so why not use these sort of like these different building materials? Like if these things already exist or in this case are way better for the environment, why not? Yeah. I, yeah. I would live in a 3D printed house in a heartbeat. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is your story. Stupid <laughs> slash weird tech. This is, this is a story close to your heart, Rob. Oh, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's, I, I found this crazy hat, the, the Capitalist Ultra Laser Cap, uh, made by Curelix, based out of Miami, Florida. And this is a company that has a lot of different hair growth products, and they also have back pain belts that all use the power of lasers. <laughs> so battery-operated lasers directly on my head disguised in a ball cap? Yes, please. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, my God. So... And that's it. They've got three models, 410 megawatts for about a 1,000 USD. Yeah, well, these numbers are insane. <laughs> a 1,000 megawatts for 2,000 USD and a 1,350 megawatt model for 3,000. Don't worry. You can also get the overpriced extended warranties with them also. Yo, to grow back hair. All right. Uh, that's the claim. Yeah. So they use laser technology. It's this like a laser cap. And it just has this array of red lasers that stimulate your follicles to promote hair growth. Although any hair growth that you may experience Come is purely on, coincidental. Come on, yo. They use lasers to like to like close pores. Like if if you have like if you don't want like 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 nah, yo, like this is ridiculous. Now, I, first of all, first disagree. Of all, if disagree. you're gonna buy a cap that will, if you're willingly going to shoot lasers into your brain, um, I guess you deserve to lose three thousand um, dollars. But yo, come on, man! Like, like this is ridiculous. Like, who's falling for this? And who's falling for it at three grand? 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Relax, relax. Um, no, um, no. I look. I'm gonna take the same attitude I took towards the um, the the the. The, the the sex toy that was sent to us by the company um then uh we 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 talked about it on on a stupid tech and it was um men uh able to uh have a female orgasm and we called shenanigans on that um and they sent mm. us one um <laughs> which is why Terrence still hasn't been back on the show in months um uh I don't care what he says um no I don't believe that this will work capulus I challenge you I challenge you Send send us the Capulus Pro. I will wear it. Look at look at this head. Look at it. It's missing like so much hair. Send one to Canada for Rob. He's got nothing. Um, both of us are sporting beards because that's the best we can do. Um, that's where all the testosterone went. Yeah, that's it. It just it, it's it runs screaming from the top of our heads down to our chins. Um, no, I'm not buying it. Like it's twenty three hundred dollars. Come on, man. Really? No, this. No, I'm not buying. I will it. say this about their website, though. I went, I went and hopped on and did my research, and the chat assistant came on right away. Hey, can we help you? I was like, Nah, I'm just looking around today, and they were like, Hey, let us know if you have any questions. Well, I have so many questions, yeah, but right. none that like, you are going to want to answer yeah, today. Right? Is this <laughs> fake? <laughs> How high are you? What is the I weed mean, like is, there? This this thing is essentially a portable electric chair, right? Like like <laughs> the electric chair hat on cap on you when they're getting ready to kill you, man. Like like <laughs> no, I want to try lasers. Like lasers generate heat, don't they? No, it could like, be a cold just, laser. <laughs> like the ones I, they shoot into your eyeballs uh, for laser. <laughs> oh no, but see, they have a deal right now. It's six hundred dollars off, which is you know I don't know if you oh. guys know. Uh, that's, I don't know. I they're practically giving the shipping and the exchange rate. I'm getting really fleeced here. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't fleeced. have this in Canada. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I am, I, I want to know the people who bought this. It has 43 reviews. Who are the oh, 43 yes. people? Reviews, people love it or hate it. There is a class action lawsuit against them that was <laughs> launched by a woman in California because it doesn't live up to its claim. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Who knew? <laughs> what? You're oh. preying on my vulnerabilities and this product won't deliver? Come on. That's, yo, I $2,300 is a wild cost. Like, it should be, this This feels like something that should be $59.99 on Wish. <laughs> right? Like, this is a Wish item by far. You might be able to buy 100 of these on Alibaba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this would be gross. Yeah, I'm just giving it to all of my friends for Christmas. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to give it, you know what? Laser. If this was cheap, I... I'm telling you, if this thing was like 30 or 40 bucks, I would 100% buy this as an early Christmas gift. I would just stow it away for my brother-in-law. What I would just stow it away. I'd be like, here you go. Like, man, oh, he yeah. would appreciate how stupid this is. You can just grab your Christmas lights and throw them in a hat and call it a day. <laughs> no, but you got to, you got to have like the cord, right? Like nobody wants to have the cord. <laughs> Come on, Micah! Don't those, be ridiculous. Those scary LED lights—they're powered by a couple of triple A's. That's less power close to your head, too. That's you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. wow, wow. I mm, thank you, Rob, for bringing this to our attention. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, um, let's jump right into lightning round. All right, uh, Issa Rae uh, of Insecure fame uh, has signed an eight-figure film and TV deal with Warner Media. Um, 
Issa Rae has re-upped her commitment, inking a new five-year deal, a new five-year overall deal that brings her Hooray Media label in partnership with Warner Media. Uh, the pact gives HBO, HBO Max, and Warner Media, uh, Warner Brothers Television exclusive rights to all of her work uh, in TV, plus a first-look film deal that spans Warner Media brands, including Warner Brothers Pictures, uh, New Line, and HBO Max. This is amazing, and I am yeah. uh, incredibly happy for her. She has um, she has come a long way. A uh, 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 this is the American dream, right? Like she 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 uh, uh, came on the scene uh, writing and doing uh, skits uh, for YouTube called uh, "Awkward Black Girl," and which was pretty much just like pre insecure. And and now look at her. Uh, this is amazing, and I am incredibly happy for uh, for Issa Rae. Yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say, but congratulations! Like that's amazing. Like I think she deserves it. Um, I think it's uh, it's nice to see someone of her age group and a black woman making this kind of deal, right? Like she's not making this deal at like. 60 years old she's got a huge career in front of her right she's got way more career in front of her than she has behind her um and to come from like a youtube show like that's crazy this could be us micah this could be us yeah we just need you know talent (laughs) (laughs) real talent um one day um no but this is this is awesome i like Issa Rae a lot um i'm again I'm rooting for everybody black, right? Like, as she would say at the award show, um, that's dope. And, like, I have not seen a single comment about this story that hasn't been, I'm incredibly proud of her. So, yeah, that's great. So, Rob, go ahead and mess that up by saying this is the worst decision WB has ever made. <laughs> no, I, I can honestly say thank you for putting Issa Rae on my map because, I, like I was saying, HBO Max actually isn't available um, in Canada yet. So oh, okay. there's a lot of these a lot of these things that we've been that you put on my radar this week that I've had to dive into and just kind of go, oh, this is what we're talking about. This is kind of <laughs> neat. So I did check out some of uh, Issa Rae's YouTube stuff, and she's funny. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. Like this is from ten years ago, and I'm going, okay, so you were just starting out, and I. Just reading up on her, she seems to be a very humble individual. She came from, and that's from, what was it? She called her first company uh, iRay Presentations because she didn't consider herself a producer. She was selling herself short. And after a while, I was like, well, no, I'm like this, I am producing, I'm writing, I'm acting, I'm producing, I'm doing, I'm marketing, I'm doing all of this stuff. And you're right, to see someone work their dream that hard and to see it pay off like this, Props, man. That's that's amazing. And you guys put some more material for me to check out. There you go. Yeah, she's yeah. dope. She's really she's she's smart. Um, and I do think she's a she's a damn good writer. So very cool. Um, all right, next up. Uh so uh one of my favorite games of uh last year is uh coming as a series, I believe, uh from a John Wick director, Ghost of Tsushima is uh, the open-world samurai game developed by Sucker Punch. And they're going to make a... Oh, it's it's a a movie. movie. Um, I'm I'm with it. Sucker Punch, uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima was uh, an amazing game. It still is. Um, It was, I mean, it was 
an eyelash away from being game of the year on dense pixels. Um, I, I, I absolutely adore that game. Uh, it is. And the story is, the story is fine. It's suitable. Um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this plays out and it's being done by, um, uh, Chad, Stahelski, Stahelski, sure. Uh, one of the uh, one of the John Wick directors. So, uh, at least the action will be on point. Uh, this the, is the my story. This is, is my fear. Uh, this is my fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story, maybe not so much, but uh, it'll look cool. So, have you played uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Rob? I have not. My son-in-law plays it, um, and he absolutely loves it like you. He finds it just visually staggering. And for me, anything that has to do with the John Wick series, I'm down with that. And if the director is doing it, John Wick has a fun story, but I'm not tuning in for the story. (laughs) That's good. There isn't one. (laughs) I'm really not. I'm going back for John Wick kicking ass. And if we can see it in a samurai setting, let's do it. More swords, more blood. There you go. Yeah, look, um, I've only seen clips of of this game. It looked dope. I love samurai anything. Um, so I'm I'm all for that. My biggest fear is that the story will be uh, non-existent um, and the action sequences will be amazing, um, which is fine, I guess. I would really like a good story. Um, I am look. I, I love a good action sequence, but as the older I get, I'm like, I really need a story. I need a story because otherwise, I can just watch your movie on YouTube clips, right? Like, like <laughs> I, I don't need to sit for two hours. Um, but other than that, yeah, this is this is dope. Um, I I would love I would love if they really. I mean, look, John Wick doesn't have a story not because of the director. It doesn't have a story because of the writing, right? So if they get a good writer to do the story, then I'm fine. I don't I don't care. Like. And I, look, I don't even need something that's super deep. John Wick one story is enough. Just that John Wick two and three didn't even have that. <laughs> like, so I don't need. Well, I, to, I think John Wick two and three they tried to they tried to uh, world build. Now nah, John Wick two did not. Do well. They were building the plane while they were flying it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it 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 is a little it's a little shaky. Yeah, and and look, doesn't mean I don't enjoy those movies. Though I I don't think I really like John Wick two. Uh, that much John Wick three I enjoyed, but it was dude that was just a bunch of action sequences. Like there was no story. <laughs> I mean, all. that was literally a video game, right? Like, yeah. hey, you go to the Halle Berry level, and she's your and she's your uh, companion with her two dogs. Okay, now you go to the desert level. Right. Okay, now you go back to the New York level, and now you got to climb up the hotel or whatever. Like it, it was literally <laughs> levels in that movie. Yeah, and I'm fine, but you know, it ain't a story. <laughs> like that's my only thing and look if it if it's i don't know what the story of ghosts of uh Shushima is but if it's just like i was wronged and i'm getting revenge that's fine that's john wick one <laughs> like, that's all it is and if that's just in a, a feudal Jap- japanese setting i'm okay with that just kick ass like that that's fine but you got to give me the thinnest of stories so i can at least have something to grip onto. That's well all I'm asking. you know what's the plot of this game it's it's all about like the like the uh the mongols are invading japan and um you have your your main character jin who was trained in the way of the samurai 
which means honor above all else, right? And if you don't, if you don't fight people straight up in a fight, you're a dog, right? And okay. they have this huge battle. They fight them straight up. They lose. Jin gets away. He meets up with someone. She teaches him kind of the, the, that she has to, she teaches him that he has to embrace like dirty fighting. Like you gotta, you gotta sometimes stab people in the back in order to get, in order to get ahead. And that is against his whole moral philosophy. It's against everything he's been taught. So he wrestles with what he's been taught versus what is practically going to work to save the people that he cares about. And that's the journey that that character goes on. And I feel like that's not going to happen. No, you're not. (laughs) The John Wick director? (laughs) No, I don't think so. That being said, that's a pretty good story. Yeah, that's a pretty and good story. It's that's got enough. like side stories, and you know, yeah. other characters have very interesting uh, arcs, and you know, it's a lot of shades of gray, and and I think you're just gonna see shades of red uh, in this movie. That's fair. which you know, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. But I I would hope that I would hope that uh, some of the story from that game would make it in there. You know, it's an I mean? easy revenge story to set because really, I mean, you've got his clan, his home setting, it gets wiped out in a fight, and now he's on the revenge path. But fighting straight up isn't going to be the way to do it. Go down the dark side. So, you know. Right. That's again, that's enough for me. I'm I'm okay with that. Like that is enough to get me hooked to be all in. Uh, when's the last time we had a good samurai movie? Um 13 Teen assassins? assassins yeah that's probably it you ever seen that one rob in a while yeah, yeah so, i love that movie man yeah one <laughs> one hour of this bad guy is the worst person ever one hour of these guys are gonna kick ass and it's gonna be amazing okay that's fine that's <laughs> fine interesting way to divide your movie but i was here for it it was awesome so yeah that, i should watch that again i wonder if it's still on netflix um that's a that 13 assassins is a dope movie um but yeah okay that's fine fine by me just give me a story next up uh look uh Dwayne Johnson keeps telling us and he's just like look guys I'm serious this movie's <laughs> coming out this movie has been in development for 10 years is coming it's finally coming out and uh he went to he went to Twitter to uh to show everybody like look Here's a script. I got a script uh, uh, about this this Egyptian guy who was a slave, because we we because he has to mention it every time, right? And and he he he's drinking his his tequila, which he which he plugs. Oh, he loves plugging that tequila. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude! Like uh, like I understand, right? I understand. You're constantly working. I get it. But at the same time, like. Yo, you, you, <laughs> it's an Instagram video. you like, relax. <laughs> right. Relax. Like, <laughs> like well, people are following you on Instagram. They know about your tequila. Well, in the, in, you know, there's a, there's a, a guy once said, Mike, I don't know if you've ever heard this statement. Guy once said, A, always B, B, closing. <laughs> always be closing. Like, that's, that's the rock. He, he has listened to, he has watched Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross a million times. He is always selling you on something. Sometimes it's on the idea of this movie is going to get made, but sometimes it's tequila. 
I look until I see video, until I see behind the scenes video of that dude in the suit doing scenes with other actors. I don't believe this movie is being made, and I know it's supposed to film next month. I still don't believe it. I still don't believe it. I'm still skeptical. Not that I don't believe it. I'm skeptical. I'm still skeptical. They got a cast. They do. They do have a cast. Now, look, I'm not going to pretend to you know know everything about these characters in this movie. No. Um, at this point, it's been almost a decade since it's been, you know, announced. I, I just wanted, I just wanted to come out. Yeah. I wanted to come yeah. out. It don't even have to be good at this point. I just wanted to come out. <laughs> so we can stop talking about it. <laughs> what are your, uh, what are your opinions on, uh, the black Adam movie? And are you like a, are you a, are you a fan of the rock? Like I'm a fan of the rock, but sometimes the rock can be insufferable. And and it just it, you know like I I, really, I want to love the guy and I just kind of like the guy now. So what are your what do you and it really came to a head when my wife was just like she used to be a huge Dwayne Johnson fan and she's just like mm, he's just he's he's too big. <laughs> she was over it. Oh, thanks, baby. You're the best. <laughs> yeah, see that that's love. That's love. She's just lying straight to my face to feed my ego. That's, that's right. That's love, man. <laughs> What are your thoughts? I really hope this movie is being made. I really do. And really, if it is being made, I hope that it is Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam and not Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a fair point. Because it's his persona. It's who he is. He's this big, lovable, strong oaf. And I mean, he's definitely a bit of a badass too. So Casting him as Black Adam would be brilliant. And to see him go toe-to-toe with Levi, that'd be awesome. Okay. <laughs> At some point, yeah, whenever they right? decide to link but up. But it's, uh, it's like that's it. It, it. it almost seems like this is a damn trope. So until there's actual footage, him doing stuff with actors, yeah, I, I don't know. I want it to be because I really want it. I love the anti-heroes. I love these darker characters, these darker storylines. So. Fingers crossed. There you go. Yeah, look, um, we'll talk more about another actor who uh, is joining the cast, um, which should be interesting. But uh, yeah, look, I ju- just make the damn thing. <laughs> For the love of God, just make it. Um, that would be nice. Um, all right, next up. Uh, next up, uh, Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, is going to play um, Hespera, the villain in the Shazam sequel titled Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, I've, uh, I still haven't watched Shazam. Um, I just keep forgetting about it. Uh, Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch that this week and talk about it next week. It's actually pretty fun. You know, be on the cutting edge of uh, two years ago, the zeitgeist uh, of, of movie, uh, of movie fandom. It's not. It's not a bad movie. I, I think it's one of DC's best, actually. Um, like I, I, I tweeted about this earlier today. Like, it is. It is the only DC movie, and and this is not like I'm not saying this is a detriment or a knock to like Wonder Woman or any of those that were actually uh, well received. Well, the first Wonder Woman, like this, this is the one that is geared the most towards kids, and it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like just the nature of the story. Um, this is the turn that they should make, right? Like they don't all have to feel like Shazam, but the way in which this one hit sort of all four quadrants of like 
mom, dad, son, daughter kind of thing. That is exactly what DC should be aiming at. And this one felt not like a Marvel movie. Um, it felt it felt different, but it did. It also didn't feel like a Zack Snyder movie, right? Like it it had mm. it had its own thing, and it very much was inside the you know DCEU. Like the the kids at the end, there's like doodles of superheroes, and it's Jason Momoa as Aquaman, is is Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Like there's no question that they don't exist, you know, in that world. Like kids are wearing Superman t-shirts, but it's the Henry Cavill Superman logo. Like they know who these, these people are and they look up to them. Um, yeah, look, I look forward to this. Um, I'd like to see what they do. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Also. I love Helen Mirren. She portrays strong women on film so well. Uh, casting her as Hesperod, who's the daughter of Atlas. It's just, it's old school. I, I like it. Like Atlas is just an old school character. I think it came out in 64 or so. So as long as they learn their lessons from that bad enchantress Kara dancing, I really want to see <laughs> Helen kick ass. I don't want to see her do this awkward herky-jerky dance to work her magic. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing that? And, I, and we Helen have no Mirren idea. has a beautiful voice. I want to hear her voice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'll watch anything Helen Mirren's in. So, um, yeah, no, this is, this is a, this is dope casting. And I always like the fact that Helen Mirren will do just about anything. Like she just likes to have fun as an actress. So yeah. The, I mean, she, she's earned it, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, all right, I, I want to be in a three hour fast and furious movie. Do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. And no one's turning her down. No one's turning her down. Like, all right, right. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. Cause everyone loves him. Helen Mirren. So yeah, look, I, I think this is cool for, to have her as the, um, as the villain. I mean, but this is also, I, I wouldn't say like, I, I don't mean to imply like this is, is, is copying Marvel by, by any means. Um, it's not, but I like that they're taking these older established actors or actresses like Kate Blanchett as, you know, as Hera. Um, yeah. uh, and then, you know, um, Helen Mirren, um, in this as like these big time villains, like letting these, these like very prim and proper, older actresses like really lean into these villain roles. I think that's kind of dope. So I don't think it's copying, but I, I think it's a, I think it's just a cool precedent that's happening. So there you go. Uh, very quickly. Uh, the last two stories, uh, a new national treasure series has been given the green light at Disney plus. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, national treasure is, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, but like localized, you know, Indiana Jones before America, instead of Indiana Jones gallivanting uh, around the world, um, stealing things that belong in museums. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is going to um, explore timely issues of identity, community, historical authorship, and patriotism told from the point of view of Jess Morales, a 20-something-year-old dreamer who, 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 with a diverse group of friends, sets off on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and recover lost treasure. That is what I'm interested in uh, with this series. Um, the fact that it is told from it is it is uh, an immigrant going through, or uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a a minority um, dream. I guess a child of immigrants. She's an immigrant. Child of immigrants. Well, yeah, technically, yeah, they're dreamers. They are immigrants, but. Yes and no. But they, they're considered right. American citizens, basically. Right. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm looking to to see how this series uh, shines a light on America through that lens. Yeah. 
like they just took the net. Look, I've never seen the National Treasure movies because I thought they looked ridiculous. Um, but in hindsight, uh, I just realized they're both on Disney Plus, so I will watch them. Um, you should. You should. Yeah. And this is not my Nicolas Cage bias talking. Like you should. Because they're just kind of fun movies. And I'm with Jay. And I've never seen the movies either. And I'm against you, Micah, because (laughs) they're Nicolas Cage (laughs) movies. I'm tired of Nick Cage in it, man. (laughs) That guy's in everything. Fuck. Give somebody else a turn. Go marry another 25-year-old. No, he needs to be in 700 movies a year. (laughs) He has to be. But, like, so, yeah, I'll probably check this out because we won't be Nick caging it and it'll be a different story. But, you know, seeing as it's on Disney Plus uh, and it's part of the zeitgeist, I should watch it so that I can at least know what I'm missing or not missing. It's, uh, they're, they're fun movies. They're, they're, they're just fun, like adventure movies. You know what I mean? And Nicolas Cage is like, he's not he's not bad. He's not he's not caging it up. You know what I mean? Like he's not yelling and screaming. He's not yelling the alphabet. You know what I mean? He's not like sitting in a bed in full leather jacket and leather pants while some woman is riding on him while he's got a shotgun in one hand, whatever happened to drive angry or whatever. Like he's just, he's just a dude. I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink beer out of your, out of your skull when this is over. That's literally what happened at the end of that movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We oh once God. had we once had a Nick Cageathon for his birthday. It was maybe one of the worst mistakes we've ever made. <laughs> we couldn't make it through Bangkok Dangerous. That was that was too That terrible. was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's going back old. Yeah, that's Oof. that's a tough watch yeah. by today's standards. Yeah, by any by any day standards as far as I'm concerned. Um but no, I I like that they're turning this series into using using this using what seems like a very light and silly series to address something pretty pretty serious, which is the dreamer's perspective on America. Yeah. So again, like you know, a lot of people have plenty of issues with Disney, and I think some are some are overblown, some are um, valid. Their ability to take things like this and Falcon and the winter soldier, which should just be a military buddy cop action thing and, and, and have no meaning and their ability to inject real meaning into these things and real perspectives is why they keep on top. Like, because they're really smart about it and not, and they don't just do it. Like I oh, will put a dreamer in it and never address it. Right. Like that's not what they do. They actually address these things. So that's kind of dope. Yeah. I'll watch it. Uh, last up, um, James Bond is going to be, is going to fight, uh, uh, the rock James, Bond. uh, James Bond, uh, Pierce Brosnan. You had it right. Play. He, he is a bond. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a real name anymore. It's you. James Bond forever. <laughs> um, Pierce Brosnan is going to play, uh, Dr. Fate opposite, um, uh, Dwayne Johnson's black Adam. Uh, again, I'm not going to pretend to know uh, too much about these characters, um, but I bet I you could take a guess. Doctor <laughs> Fate in the DC universe is Doctor Strange in the Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah, it's predecessor yeah. after predecessor, except you know <laughs> the cool mask. Doctor yeah. Fate has the cool mask, and uh, I'm all about cool masks. <laughs> so, look, Pierce Brosnan, great actor. Um, I, I, I think he will 
bring a bit of gravitas to this this uh phantom movie that uh is or is not coming out um but uh like i said uh you know i'm i'm at a wait and see uh approach with everything involving black adam yeah look i i don't know much about dr fate i'm i'm just not a huge dc person um but i always like the costume i think it looks cool um the helmet looks dope yeah, like I, I'm fine with it. Pierce Brosnan, like you said, Pierce Brosnan is a great actor. Um, he's he brings gravitas to that role, like he just does, just by the nature of who he is. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the sort of Justice Society of America. Um, in Black Adam, I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, but I am interested to see if they use this as a better if they use it as a better jumping off point, if it's, if it's better received as, as a team than JLA is or JL is, um, that will be interesting. Like, because there's not maybe as much hang up on them because it's like, they're not nearly as popular of a team in the zeitgeist. They're not, you know, like they might be a little bit more free to kind of do what they want to do. I'm wondering, and, a different director. I'm wondering if they could pull it off and it, and it, and it turns out well, I haven't seen jungle cruise. Nobody has yet. So, um, it, it remains to be seen whether or not black Adam works and especially this sort of super net or superhero team up, uh, especially with characters like Dr. Fate. But look, if DC is getting their stuff together and we'll talk more about them, I'm all for it. Like my, my disgust for where, where they've gotten isn't because I hate DC. It's because I think they're squandering great shit. So, um, I want to see them do well. So there you um, go. last up, I forgot to, uh, to mention, uh, Jessica Walter who played Lucille Bluth in arrested development, uh, has passed away. Um, she was 80 years old, a uh, legendary actress. Um, uh, I, I'm a big Archer fan. Uh, I know you are as well, Rob. And, uh, she, she has incredible comedic timing. Um, yes. And, and just her voice and, 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 and the way she can just cut someone down. Um, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's something to aspire to be, uh, to, to, <laughs> it's an ability to aspire to have, like, it's amazing. Um, I did not know she provided the voice for Fran Sinclair of dinosaurs, the mother in that oh really dinosaurs not the mama like the mama is her right like that's, that's uh hilarious. that's wild man um but it, it, she she'll be missed uh safe home to uh to uh jessica walter yeah she was amazing on arrested development like uh, lucille bluth is a, is an all-time great character <laughs> I mean, it's one banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> she was awesome. Um, yeah, no, that sucks. That sucks. I mean, eighty years old is a is a is a long time to live. Um, she had like sixty, almost sixty years uh, in the industry. Like, 
Yeah. You know, that, that's a, that's a storied career. So good for her. That's just the, the t- and that's it. The chemistry that she had with Jeffrey Tambor during all those years on Arrested Development. And when it translated to the animation world, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, oh my God, this is, they just have that chemistry. This is freaking amazing. And that's it. Just that sharp wit and that delivery, the timing. And she would deliver these lines that would just, that would emotionally emasculate any man. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> And she'd just do it with a grin or just that little raised eyebrow. And you're like, damn, that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> She's a great, like she did have amazing comedic time. Like just amazing. <laughs> when she hears the news and about the distraught mom who drives the car into the river. And then she's just good for her. <laughs> but she's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> All right. So yeah, like, like Micah said, safe home. Um, all right, movie and TV news this week. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, movies won't be uh, premiering on HBO Max in 2022. Um, Rob is not affected by this at all. <laughs> He's like, that is fine. <laughs> I don't have HBO Max. Um, because Canada. Um, but, yeah, look, in the uh, in the States, um, yeah, HBO Max has been great for us because uh, we don't know how to behave down here. So this is the only way we're getting to see anything. Um, so yeah, in 2022, they're basically like, yeah, we're going back to, um, normal sort of, um, yeah. according to deadline, uh, Warner brothers has reached a deal, uh, with Cineworld, the owners of Regal cinemas for a 45 day exclusive theatrical window starting in 2022. Um, this means Warner brothers films will need to be in theaters for at least 45 days before they can appear on streaming or VOD platforms, including Warner's own HBO Max series. Look, 45 days um, obviously is pretty different than the day and date thing that they're doing uh, this year. Um, but still, 45 days is not that bad. No, like, it's not long at all. It's not Especially that long. Considering like movies nowadays – you know, they're in the theater for a month and then three months later you can buy them. Um, I mean, some of them not even in for a month. Right. Now you can, now you can hold out for 45 days and then you could buy them digitally. Like it's, uh, or, or, or watch them through or even better watch them through a service you already pay for. Right. Cause you know, HBO max is going to throw up a bunch. If they're, if they're trying to boost up, getting people to sign up for their, their subscription service. Like I bet a lot of those big movies are going to make it there. Maybe, maybe not the biggest ones in 45 days, maybe in like 60 days. Right. Uh, So they can guarantee it's out of the theater, but they'll get there a lot faster. So it's fine by me. Like we said, things might change back once COVID ends, but those changes are not going to be a hundred percent. Like you can't give people access to all of this stuff at home and then expect them to be, um, without that going forward, like that chickens right. are, you know, that, that's exactly that's it. Born. They've, they changed the, the distribution model in order to adapt to the marketplace. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people have adapted to the new marketplace and there's also an untapped market that they were reaching shut-ins people that don't like being out in public, people that don't like going to the movies to have access to the new releases as the, at the same time as everyone either it's through a subscription model or you are paying a small fee to rent the movie for you know your 48 hours whatever it is um, i know during the pandemic my wife haven't we can't go to a movie so to rent a movie online for 25 dollars is like well 
it's a lot cheaper than going out to the movies. Let's do it. Yeah. So then there's no distribution. There's, I mean, it, it's just savings all around. And once you start offering a service to roll it back, you're just going to piss people off and your competitors are going to take note. And I'm hoping their competitors will take note and go, yeah, this is a bad move. It's time to hurt them. Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert for the later story. Their competitors noticed and they played them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that's it really. I, there's no. It'll. It's going to be a long time before we have a real sense of normalcy with, uh, especially with all the new variants that are out in the market. And I mean, yeah, it's. It, from what I gather, people have behaved a little bit differently stateside uh, than they have in Canada. Yeah, with, a uh, little bit. <laughs> I think maybe in Florida. Mm. <laughs> well, you guys can have Florida if you want. Oh, like I'm not authorized to sell it, but, no. but like you could sign a contract. We could try to, you know, you know what? We'll take Alaska back because it's attached, but you guys keep Florida. <laughs> Florida is the penis of, uh, of America. Isn't it's, it though? It's full. It's, it's, it's chalk to the brim of dicks. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. Um, yeah. So the other part of this is HBO Max's day and day premieres for the movies. Uh, did make some sense, uh, obviously this year. Um, but they're also talking about, um, they're giving where is this uh, then uh, another deal they're working on um, is basically uh, copying what Universal and Paramount did um, which closes um, shortens the 90 day uh, window that they had before things could go on like PVOD and things like that and they're basically saying films have to be in the theaters for 17 at least 17 days or 31 if the movie makes $50 million. Um, meanwhile, Paramount agreed to a 45 day theatrical window for larger films like the quiet place part two and a 30 day window for smaller films like that to me makes sense, right? Like you shouldn't put movies like Avengers Endgame on the same, on the same listing as some indie movie, right? Like there are movies that like, you know, any movie people are going to come out to see for the first couple of weeks, and then that's it. Like, it's just going to die. You might as well get it onto streaming or paid video on demand or something like that so that more people have access to it than to hold it for three months. Like, what is the point? Make all your money now before people forget about it. So um, I do like I do like that they're kind of doing a tiered system. That's That to me feels pretty smart. Um, next up, uh, Disney Plus is um, working on a series focused on the Marvel hero Echo. Uh, who will be um, featured in the Hawkeye spinoff, which thanks for spoiling that. We didn't know that <laughs> that character was going to be in it. I don't know why, like, Deb, I mean, Variety put it up. I'm like, well, fuck She's it. getting That's a walk-on in Hawkeye. What? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> we didn't know that. Damn. Thanks, guys. Um, so um, the show is going to center – why is – okay. Um the show is going to center around Echo, a deaf Native American character who will be played by Alakwa Cox in the Hawkeye series. So, look, um, I, I I don't know anything about this character, but a deaf Native American screams Disney trying to hit every demographic they can to make sure that everybody feels like they have a hero. And I don't say that as a negative. I, I say that as this is a smart move. Um, the notion of, you know, get woke, go broke is actually the opposite of what's happening. It's pay attention to everyone. Everyone will give you money. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, I, I'm like, I got a deaf kid. Like, 
My kid would like to, to watch that. Okay. Hey, my kid's blind. Here is the Daredevil series with, you know, like we're going to give you, you know, yeah, listen to it or whatever. But that's what they did, right? Like there was a complaint when Netflix put out Daredevil that there wasn't um, an ability for, um, for blind people to be able to, I guess, see it in whatever, like, Specific there technology. Wasn't, um, there wasn't a descriptive, descriptive, uh, descriptive right. language. Yeah, descriptive video right. channel. Right, and to. and people complained to Netflix, and they were like, "Oh shit, okay, that you're right. That makes sense. Like, yeah, people would want it. Sense. Yeah, the, people would want the, to. The, do, the, have that. that blind people might be interested in this blind superhero. Yeah, and then they they <laughs> fixed it, right? So this makes sense. Like, however, I I don't know. I mean, you know, besides obviously just reading subtitles, um, I guess that's the best way to present this. But, you know, I'm not I'm not in, the, you know, um, the deaf community. But um, that's dope. Look, man, everybody should have a superhero. That's the whole point of these characters. Right. You know, whether you're, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a nerdy white kid in the middle of New York, uh, you're you're you know, you're a black kid. You're a Latin kid, a deaf kid, an Asian kid, like whatever. You should be able to look at some hero and go, that hero remind you know, they, you right. see yourself in them. So, yeah. And I'm That's glad good. that they're bringing at this type of character on board as opposed to trying to revamp Apache Chief. Enoch J. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You cannot. No, don't do that. No, you can't. <laughs> like, can't we do don't that. need can't that character. That. Are you sure? We're pretty sure. We're pretty sure. It. It's being Canadian at um, hitting on Indigenous affairs. I mean, that, that's a big thing here where yeah. I, we have Black Lives Matters spawned BIPOC, uh, Black, Indigenous and peoples of color. And the Indigenous peoples do suffer a lot of the same type of uh, discrimination that the Black community it endures it stateside. It's not to say that Black people have it great over here either, but it's it's de- there's definitely parallels so to see a native american character someone indigenous and someone who has a disability okay that's kind of cool yeah that's kind of cool and her i mean her ability to mimic oh, i would love to see her fight the taskmaster or something yeah. like that that yeah. look look it, it's inevitable right like like they, they've got to be they've got to be lining that moment up like well why don't we just see like is this just going to be a stalemate <laughs> Like, all right, uh, what are you going to do? All right, I'll do it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm getting tired, this man. Perfectly symmetrical violence isn't solving anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should probably talk about it. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I look forward to it. Again, I don't know much about the character, but um, I do think it's um, it's pretty cool. The article does mention that the um, the Marvel character does, um, in the books, uh, cross paths with Daredevil, Moon Knight, and the Avengers. Um and there was actually footage that got released this week of um of uh what's his name? Oh god, I'm I'm blinking. Um Oscar Isaac um doing training for uh Moon Knight, like doing some fight training. It looked oh, pretty good. Cool. It looked pretty good. So here for it, man. They're just gonna make Marvel's just gonna make their more psycho Batman. Um and they're gonna probably <laughs> end up doing it better, which is really fucking sad. Um uh, although I'm really, I'm, I'm very bullish on the Batman, the new Batman movie. Um, so we'll see. Um, next up, uh, Zatanna movie from DC, um, gets the director of promising young woman as the writer. Mm. Just let her fucking direct it, man. What are we waiting on? <laughs> see, this also seems stupid. Like just, just, just pull the bandaid. Um, but, uh, Emerald Fennel, um, who, 
her feature directorial debut for Promising Young Woman. What a fucking debut. Um, has been, um, has been, uh, chosen to be the writer for Zatanna, uh, for Warner Brothers. Um, if you don't know who Zatanna is, Zatanna is a, um, a magician or an illusionist. Um, um, she doesn't do tricks. Uh, she's not, she's not, she doesn't do what a whore does, Michael. Jesus. Um, but she is an illusionist, but it turns out like she has actual magical powers. Um, so she kind of like Second generation. Uh, she got that from her daddy. Yeah, that's right. Um, so <laughs> John, um, so yeah, this is, um, look uh, again, Zatanna is not a character. Like I, I'm like a huge fan of or anything like that, but I, I like the idea of them doing this character. Cause it's kind of a unique one in the DC universe as like, branching out from sort of like the standard, you know, JL, JL characters. Um, my thing is I'm way more interested in this after watching promising young woman to see what she does. Yeah. Normally I'm not, uh, into like the occult, like she, like Zatanna is like the, 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 the gateway to the occult version of the, uh, section of, of DC comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I'm, uh, but I'm aware of the character, and I'm I'm super interested. Like you said, especially now, after seeing Promising Young Woman, um, you know what this could uh, what this could turn out to be. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, you could give her the directing chair as well. Like, yeah, uh, why it, not? Uh, you know, is she too busy? <laughs> like, she might Oscar be too busy. Director, yeah. <laughs> like, I wrote and directed that movie. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but just, just write it down. Just write it down. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm more than cool with that. Um, what's interesting is I think I'm starting to see a precedent in DC, which I, I don't have an opinion on. I, I just find it fascinating. Variety reports that Emerald Fennel uh, has been tapped to write it. Um, this will be the first big screen uh, theatrical outing for the DC comic heroine. The movie comes from Warner Brothers film and J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions. That's the second DC property that J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot is working on. Superman's reboot is the other one. So that's interesting. I wonder if they're kind of, if they're slyly kind of giving J.J. Abrams the reins on this. I'd be very interested to see how that works out. Is he going to, are they kind of giving him the reins over the DC universe? Hmm. Well, JJ Abrams is, um, he's a very good, he's a very good mimic, right? Like his, his movie, he can, he can invoke a feeling of a movie that he, that everyone else knows, right? Like look at super eight, Look at um, Star uh, Trek. Force Awakens, um, Star I can't Trek, or any other movies off the top of my head from J.J. Abrams. Star but, Trek, uh, Star Trek. Yeah. You know, like he can. You're like, oh wow, like I re- like he makes really enjoyable movies. But when you sit back to think about it, he's basically just kind of standing on the shoulders of the people who came before him, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing if you can do it well. And I think he does it pretty well for the most part. Um, wasn't a, wasn't a huge fan of, uh, of, uh, episode nine, but, uh, you know, or into darkness or into darkness. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that third Star Trek movie was great. Did he do that third Star Trek? Yeah, he did. Yeah. That was wonderful. So, 
Uh, I'd be interested to see what he does with it. And um, yeah, man, like you got Zatanna with Zatanna eventually comes like John Constantine and dead man, right? Dead man and, and specter. And, and like, you can, you can get all, you can get into it, man. So this might, and this, and, and see, this is why, like, this is why like WB, like they got all the tools, man. Like you got, you got the justice society, you got, the justice league you got the this occult version like justice league these are two yeah these are two these are three like pillars that you can make a ton of money on and and then you can have your huge you know come together moment with a real dark side that that doesn't get bitch slapped and and run off of a planet and 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 forget he was there and forget he was there where was I? Uh, get me out of here. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And you don't remember it either. <laughs> Nobody remembers <laughs> going there. You got it, Dark Side. So, uh, so yeah, man, like, uh, I hope that this is the turn, right? I would like, love I hope it. that this is, I hope that this is the, the ship slowly but surely moving along because I would love in a cut in like, in like five or six years to bring my son to a theater to watch some of these movies you know what i mean yeah. like he he's he's kind of he's kind of I, I don't know if he would get into the marvel cinematic universe especially now because i would me me being me like no you gotta go all the way back to you gotta go all the way back to uh to to two decades before you were born yeah uh before you before, so, like you gotta catch up he's like yo these graphics are terrible <laughs> what am i even watching what is this what do you mean it doesn't come in VR, Dad? Yeah, like, uh, you, uh, oh. why is it Robert Downey Jr. in my living room hanging out with me? Like, <laughs> I hate old technology. I want that Stark tech. Yeah, I look. I I I love the idea of using those three teams as the pillar, like as the pillars of this universe. Like that's a that's a very cool idea. Um, like that's the thing is like I know people people's normal standard response is I hate DC and I love Marvel or I love Marvel or yeah I love DC and I hate Marvel like no dude I don't have a problem with either of them I just don't want their movies to be bad <laughs> like I just want them to be good if they're all good we win everyone wins right. like it's super cool to not know anything I like I I read up a little bit about Zatanna I know she's a magician who actually has magical powers so, like that's really all. I know, and that's all I want to know. Like, I, I don't need to know every, you know, instance of every book about her. I, it's fine. I, I got enough st- stuff to do. Like, I would love to go into a movie theater and then just watch this movie about this, you know, about this character, and it just be awesome. Like, that's all I want. Like, that would just be fun for me. And just, and then, like, at the end, she's like, oh, you know, I'm walking down the street, and this guy's like, hey, you know, some asshole with a British accent's like, hey, saw you doing magic. I want to chat with you. And it's like, oh shit, it's John Constantine. Boom. Opens up the world of the occult. And then it's like, you know, he comes and he's like, I need to talk to you about the Justice League Dark Initiative or whatever. Right. He's got an eye patch on for some reason. Um, That's fine. Like that's, that's fine by me. And I would be all in. I just want the movies to be good. I don't care what property they are in. I don't make any money off of these characters. So why (laughs) the hell do I give a shit? Like if one is better than the other, I just want them to be good. I don't want to waste my time. That's my only thing. And the more bad comic movies you have, the more it hurts Marvel. 
It does. Eventually people are going to be like, oh, they're all bad because they just conflate stuff. Like you want them all to be good or at least serviceable like you do. So it's not a good thing when they fail. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Promising Young Woman has really uh, made me far more interested in this. It really has. Um, speaking of failure, um, Warner Brothers Media uh, or Warner Media Studios uh, CEO and Sarnoff um, – Who's, who's been the CEO for like two years, I think, at this point, um, uh, did a really good interview with Variety and where she was like, hey, um, so for people thinking we're going to do the air cut uh, of Suicide Squad, we're not. Knock it off. Um, oh, do you think Zack Snyder is – we're going to restore the Snyderverse? We're not doing that. Knock it off. End of story. <laughs> like, um, Which was good. Good. They need to say it and they need to stick to it. Both of those decisions. Rob, uh, I know you haven't, uh, well, you probably haven't been able to see the Snyder cut of Justice League, but have you seen uh, the other uh, DC movies? Um, yeah. So what, are, what are your opinions on them? And uh, uh, yeah, what are your, what are your opinions on? So when I go into a movie, I, for me, it's to be entertained. It's, I want, I'm like Jay, I want at least a basis of a story to kind of drive things along. I, as a fanboy, I tend to kind of go purist every now and then where it's just like, ah, that made my yeah. brain hurt. Oh, you broke my heart doing this, but okay, I get it. It's for the screenplay adaptation and it works, but God damn, you, <laughs> you hurt me. Um, I've enjoyed most of them where people just, I think people just expect so much from it, especially the fanboy legions where it's like, it needs to meet this criteria, this criteria. God damn, write your own screenplay, produce your right. own movie and let, then let me tear it apart because. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, visually they're appealing. They're the, um, most of the characters are relatable. Aquaman was a hard watch and that's a shame because I wanted to love, I love black Manta as a bad guy and said, no, well, the helmet needs to be bigger. It's like, yeah, that's how they do it. Awesome. Yeah. How do they give them that disproportionate head? I, I did love that. They did they, the, same full circle back to the lasers again. Right. I like that. They didn't back <laughs> off of that. You don't design. want battery operated lasers on your head on a cap format. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But I like that. They didn't back off of that design. Right, they weren't like, well, let's exactly. just give him a regular helmet. I was like, he got to have the giant helmet. He has to. He looks ridiculous. They're, <laughs> they're fun adaptations of uh, of the DC universe. They, they they really are, and it introduces characters. And I mean, you're going to reboot Superman over and over and over because he needs to be this new, new, fresh face, relatable. It's uh, for the most part, I really have enjoyed the movies. I really have. The, the only one that I really struggled with was Aquaman because I just found it long. There, there was a story, but God damn, it was weak. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be really interested to hear your opinion on the Snyder cut when you watch it. It's, um, it is a better movie than the, uh, the theatrical version, mm -hmm. but it, it, it also had, it's also like, too long right like there's a lot of wasted shots i believe and it, there's there there is a there's a decent movie in there but there's just there's just there, there's there's a lot of fat on it you know yeah. what i mean 
I can appreciate that. And I mean, that's like Peter Jackson's director's cut of Lord of the Rings. It's like beautiful oh, <laughs> New Zealand promotional shots. It's, it's amazing landscape. It's beautiful orchestral arrangement. But Peter, it, we didn't need this filler. Just give me the story. Give me right. the action. Give me the characters. <laughs> right. Don't don't give me another green scenery panel. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... Did you, I don't know if you saw the statistic, but someone calculated the amount of per, the percentage of of the Snyder cut that was slow motion. Did you see this? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. it's ten percent of the movie. It's twenty four minutes of slow motion. So it's less than three hundred still. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But definitely, definitely not by percentage. <laughs> Definitely not my percentage. Um, the funny thing is, I give I give three hundred a total pass because that didn't even have a story. Like, I mean, it, it was just like uh, uh, bad guys are coming. But Let's, we learned where Sparta was. Yeah. And everyone in Sparta had Scottish ox- accents. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie though. Like, it's I mean, it's based on the comic book, which barely had a story. Like he just barely had a story. Zack Snyder, again, another person given the right script is really good at mimicking, right? Like he is, he's just like JJ Abrams, though. I think Abrams is far better at mimicking, um, than, than, uh, Snyder is. So yeah, uh, Warner brothers is not, um, is not extending anymore. The Snyderverse They They are uh, cutting ties to all of that, which I think is the smart move, right? Like it clearly did not work. It just clearly didn't, you know, there, I don't know if it, I even have it on the docket, um, and um, no, I don't. But oh, yeah, it's the next story. But they're um, so they're cutting ties. I mean, Sarnoff mentions, which I think is is smart. Um, they are clearly going in a direction that is she's 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 basically saying they're trying to do what Marvel did without saying that, which is they're trying to do movies and television shows that connect into each other and like work in this, like this larger world. I look, some people would say, Oh, they're copying Marvel. Who cares? It works. Like if it works, I don't care. You can make unique stories. I don't care if you have the movies and the television shows connecting to each other. Who cares? That's, that's just, that's just making money. Like I'm fine with that. I, I don't begrudge them at all. I just want the stuff to be good right now. Everything feels too disparate, right? Like, you got the movies and then you got like the CW shows and then you have the HBO Max or yeah, the HBO Max shows. It's like they're three different worlds. Like I get it. There's a multiverse, but you're just kind of just saying that because everything is, you know, disparate. So <laughs> although, you know, Ezra oh, Miller's flash showed up on the flash in the DC universe than it is in Marvel. Yeah, it is it, 100%. But yeah, I mean, you've had Ezra Miller show up as the flash on the CW flash, which was kind of a fun moment. Like I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know, figure out a way, like I'd be cool if they just said the CW shows are its own universe. Like that's fine. And then the HBO max stuff and the movies are all connected. Like just connect all of those things and then just make it work. Like, I, I think that's, I don't know how you would do that. Cause there are characters that you've had in movies and that are now on those shows too. So it's a little hard though. They have a replacement for cyborg cause he's on doom patrol. So sorry, Ray Fisher. <laughs> uh, cause he's never playing cyborg again. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, she, she does make a point to mention 
you know, they've hired uh, Tanahasi Coates to write Superman, um, and Blue Beetle is um, is their first uh, the 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 company's first uh, Latinx superhero, and the also the woman playing um, Supergirl is uh, Latin as well. So they're trying to bring in more diversity and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that. Perfectly fine with it. So look, I want them to be successful. I don't want them to fail. Uh, next up, uh, this is just quickly, you know, for all of the, for all of the money that, uh, WB threw behind Justice League, it actually did not beat out, um, Wonder Woman 1984, um, first week watching on HBO Max. Um, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 had 2.2 million household streams. Uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut had... 1.8 1.8 million. So, um, which was still higher than the opening episode of the winter, uh, the Falcon and the winter soldier, um, which only had 1.8 million. Um, but I mean, it's a weird thing to brag about, I guess. Cause that's like end game beating the first episode of arrow. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't mean anything. Like it seems silly. Um, but, um, yeah, it, that four hour, tag is a lot for people that's exactly it i mean to sign up for 80 minutes of entertainment is one thing to sign up for four hours of entertainment is another so the discrepancy in the numbers isn't surprising at all the director's cut is something that's the director's cut was really from the internet community from the fanboy saying we want this release it release it and finally they did but it's a niche demographic that's looking for it. Right. A four-hour movie isn't for general consumption. No. It's only a select cadre of people who are willing to sign up for that or to invest that time. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it it is. Uh, I'm not gonna say it was a hard watch, um, but it. I felt. I felt it. You know what I mean? I felt those four hours. Yeah, some people um, were like, the four hours just like went by like that. I'm like, it did not feel that way to me. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, all right, well, don't ever complain about your job then. Because if four hours can fly by, you could do a couple of flybys and be done. Yeah. <laughs> just do a flyby in the morning, one after lunch, yeah. you're good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it felt, I, I was, I started at 6 a.m., it felt every bit of four hours. No, it did. So, yeah, man, I had breakfast and lunch within that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like come on, I flew by. Okay, not for me, not for me. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, the big, 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 big news. Uh, Disney has finally caved, and they're they are bringing Black Widow. Um, to Disney Plus, July 9th, I believe. Um, but they did, sh- they did, um, move a number of, uh, other releases around this in time for, uh, Micah's birthday. Um, happy birthday to me. Yeah. I got the Snyder cut on my birthday. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all. Um, um, both, both Cruella, uh, the Cruella DeVille, you know, prequel and black widow will be available on Disney plus, but you will have to pay the um, premier extra price of $30. Um, so here's my thing. Cause people were like, Oh, you know, why do they wait so long? I think it's two reasons. I think one is there's something in black widow that one of these series coming up 
is tied to and they literally cannot wait anymore, right? Like they got to get this universe moving again and they they held out as long as they could. Um, I think that's one. I think there's – the second reason is a business reason, which is they waited to the perfect time. July, mm. in the United States at least, and largely all over the world, a lot of people are going to be vaccinated. So those people will go to the theater. And the people who are not vaccinated or who are vaccinated and still feel apprehensive can stay home and watch it. So they get money both ways. Meanwhile, WB was just like, you can have all our movies if you have HBO Max. You can have them for free. And people were like, okay, I'm not going to the theater to see it. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, even if you were, weren't were worried about that, why would I go to the theater to see Wonder Woman 1984? Just watch it at home. <laughs> like, this is yeah. For no, for no additional cost. So yeah, Disney held out to the last minute and they held out at the exact right time. So your thoughts? I am, uh, I'm, I am super jazzed for Black Widow. Um, I, I can't, I've been waiting for this movie for a very long time. Like I, I am, uh, uh another, uh, action spy thriller set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, yeah, man, like, I can't be more excited for this movie. Um, it's it's serendipity that it happens on my birthday. That's what I want. Somebody give me thirty dollars. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> all you people listening, all no. you people listening, send me a dollar. <laughs> That's it. There's at least thirty of you listening right now. Send me a dollar. Yeah, I no. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Micah. I, I'm really looking forward to this. It's just that just more character development and just to build that Black Widow story. I know that my wife fell in love with the Black Widow character when she was introduced in the, in the MCU. And as a result, she went out and sourced a couple of graphic novels. And then it was yeah. just a, I've slowly been able to introduce her to more and more works which you gotta read this one gotta read this one she doesn't she loves reading her novels but she tries to squeeze a graphic novel in about every three or four books that she reads and of course i keep pressing it's like this is this one gotta 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 check this out gotta check this out wait a minute wait a minute you mean to tell me that your wife got interested in these things because of the movies and you didn't just browbeat her for not knowing everything there is to know about a fucking comic book character like 90 percent of the internet this is how micah's marriage is it's really weird unlike the other nerds i'm married happily i have (laughs) to, to quote Quote American Dad getting sniz on the rag. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, you can compete for the Highlander Uber nerd title if you'd like. Uh, I will gladly concede it. Right. You can eat your burritos and have your carafe of Coke or Mountain Dew, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, bring them on board, That's teach it, them, man. educate That's them, it. show. There's, it's such a rich mythology in both universes in Marvel and DC. It, it, it's, it is modern day mythology. So to introduce people to all of these characters and the intricacies that have been worked in for decades, goddamn, my knowledge, what I used to know as a kid, it's, it's gone. It's gone. The, the stories have expanded so much. The characters have expanded so much. And it's like, what? This guy's gay now? That's amazing. Right. Okay. Right. Inclusivity. Way to go. 
Yeah, wait a minute. They weren't around when I was a kid. This is now they're the representation. Every, everyone is straight. All all the characters are straight. There's no gay characters. <laughs> like, oh, really? You sure? Okay. Yeah, it's it, like it is kind of amazing. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really get the brow beating thing. Like, it's why don't you know this? Because I, I I don't I don't I'm sorry <laughs> I don't I don't know that. Um, but it's um no look there's a there's a lot. Like this, this movie in this, this particular character, like I got to watch that trailer again. I'm probably going to watch it in a second. Um, just the, the, like the fact that they're kind of giving her the, like, this is her family, you know, for better, or for worse. Um, you know, back, you know, back in Russia and they're all, you know, these sort of analogs of characters that we've known and just, and, and they're, they're a little weird and they're, they're just, they're a little fucked up. And I kind of love that. Um, and then you also have Taskmaster, who just looks like an absolute badass. And the scenes between the two of them look incredible. Look, I think there's a good chance that this is her winter, or this is her Winter Soldier, um, and that it is it is equally on par. I mean, there's a reason why Winter Soldier is considered one of the best um, in the MCU by most people. Because people love a good military action story. They just do. They do. I do. Like, you can't help it, man. Like, there was some, like, super viral tweet that happened the other day, and it was, or like a couple weeks ago, and they were like, all Marvel movies are, are just, you know, pushing up the military industrial complex. I'm like, well, one, that's a little silly. Like, if you actually watch the movies and, like, see. Reductionist. Yeah, it's a bit reductionist. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, Winter Soldier is pretty good. <laughs> like, it is. It is. Um, but it's like one dude fighting against a corrupt government. Like, yeah, yeah. The Winter Soldier also said that the Patriot Act is bad. Right. right? Like, that's the point of that movie, right? Right. Like, symbolism. (laughs) The U.S. government is the bad guys in all the Marvel properties that involve the government. Yeah, they're never the good guys, (laughs) ever. Um, yeah, so I, look, I'm, I'm all in for this. Like, I, I think it's cool. I, I'm, I am bummed that this is not going to be a normal year that Scarlett Johansson doesn't get a chance to get this like fully in theaters, right? Like that, that is where it would, would be seen exclusively. Cause I think this is a billion dollar movie and it would have been dope for the, for, for Marvel to have two billion dollar female led superhero movies. Like I, I think that's cool. Now it'll be interesting to see if they release the numbers of what they make on the premiere side and couple that with what they make in the theaters to try to like figure out like roughly what they would have made. I mean, obviously you don't know how many people are sitting at home watching for 30 bucks, right? It could be a family of four, you know? So, the, you know, it's not a one to one, but you could get a rough estimate of what it did, what it, what it could have made. So, um, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think well, that's if you apply cool. the formula, two point two people per household. So every home rental, well, let, let's let's extrapolate it two point two. But they're all about marketing and their shareholders. So there's three point two people per home. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, they, they're gonna have to push it up, right? Like, look, money has to be made. But I, I am um, I'm a little sad about that because I really wanted to see her uh, crush it in the theaters. That being said, look, if the theaters are not safe in July. I'll be, I will happily pay the $30. I might actually happily pay the $30 anyway, to be honest. I, I very well might. Um, as much as I like Black Widow, I, I'll happily pay that. Look, knock it off. When Spider-Man comes out in December, I'm going to the theater. <laughs> like, like, 
there are lines. Okay, there are lines, <laughs> uh, and that is mine. So, um, and I'm sure that is the same for Micah. And I don't even need to look at him to know that that's true. <laughs> they're, they're all the characters, right? It might as well say coming December 2021. Um, so yeah. Um, all right, let's jump down to uh, what the fuck this week, Micah. Take it away. A woman recently took to Facebook to share photos of giant of a giant moth uh, she stumbled across. Uh, Pam Taylor posted the first photos of the frighteningly large insect um, uh, back in February. The pics show a huge gray moth clinging to a tree branch. To show just how large the moth really was, the woman also photographed it next to her open palm. Obviously, the photos got a lot of attention from the other amateur uh, photographers, and many of them uh, recognized the uh, species um, as the giant wood moth. Uh, where does this take place? I mean, this would be a pretty easy one. Uh, it's a giant animal. There's only one place in the world that has gigantic, gross animals. Rob? Hmm. Gigantic, gross animals. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try Madagascar on this one. Close. Madagascar is an island. This is uh, an island continent uh, of Australia. Okay. Because Australia is uh, the birthplace of... Everything um, deadly. Everything deadly. Yeah, it's Monster Island. spiders, giant moths... Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah. All from Australia. Yeah. It's Monster Island, right? Like that's where they're all from. It's the Savage Land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. There's um, a property that should exist. If you click on this thing, it's gross. It's, uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a bug person. I'm not a rodent person. This thing is huge, man. Like, like this thing looks like it needs a party of four to fight it. You know what I mean? Like it is, uh, it's it's gigantic. Yeah, mm -mm. Mm, that Im that image is just we framed so weirdly, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I'm not. I'm not okay with this. Yeah. yeah, this is this is this is wild. It almost looks like a plushie. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> something you get at a fair. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. Uh, ugh, uh, burn it. <laughs> it. By it, I don't mean, I don't mean this bug. This bug didn't do anything. I mean the entire island. <laughs> right? <laughs> nuke it from orbit. Uh, it's the only I'm way to be sure. Australia is not on my bucket list. And even yeah. the cute critters that you would go and see will fuck you up. Yeah. Right. Oh, you yeah. ever seen those videos yeah. of the kangaroos? So cute until he eviscerates you with that claw. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I watched the video of like, it's like, oh, we live in the outback. And they have like these huge glass windows. And there was just a kangaroo like banging on the window with this like huge claw. I was like, move. This dude was like, come outside. I won't hurt you. Come outside for a second. <laughs> it's like, nah, dude. This kangaroo's just standing there because he wants to fight you. Like, no. You live in the wrong place. That's awesome. Ugh, ugh. All right, Rob, you're up next. All right. So. Self-cleaning underwear can allegedly be worn for weeks without becoming smelly. 
So if there's a company based out of X that has designed the world's cleanest underwear, it's an innovative self-cleaning undergarment that can be worn daily for weeks, even months without becoming smelly. Which fine nation would develop something so amazing? This feels like Japan. This feels like a Japan. Yeah, I was going to say Japan. Um, let's see. Who don't wash their ass? Um, Florida. Is it Florida? Could be Florida. <laughs> it feels like Florida. You know what? I'll probably, yeah, I should say Florida because I don't want to be disparaging to India. So, yeah, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to go further north, a little bit closer to us. It's an, actually a Minnesota-based company. Oh, Yo, come on, come on. Yeah. but it gets cold. You don't want to take your undies off. No, you come know on. what? You know what? I'm putting this one. I'm putting this one on Canada. That's close enough to you. That's close enough. No, no, you no, gotta take that. This is not a Canadian innovation. No, no. no. I don't know. We, we gave you the Canada. We gave you the Canada arm for the space shuttle. We're not giving you self-cleaning underwear. Yeah. Come on, Yo, self-cleaning yeah. underwear. Like, just oh no, God. that's not a thing. No, mm. no, it's not <laughs> self-cleaning. That's a lie. That's a lie. The only thing that's self-cleaning is soap. That's it. That's it. That's the <laughs> one thing on the planet. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm borderline on that. Okay. So you ever see a soap stain. What do you clean that with? Just throw it away. <laughs> just throw it away. Just get rid of it. Ugh. Yeah. Self-cleaning oh, underwear. God, that's like, that's, that's like people who. I don't know. Like that just feels like people who are lazy coming up with a quote unquote invention. And it's like, dude, you just put dryer sheets in your pants. Like that's not self-cleaning underwear. <laughs> like you're just a bum. You're just rubbing a bum. Your, <laughs> rubbing your sweatpants with Febreze and fabric softer doesn't count as washed. Well, all right. I don't want to go that far. Like back in the day. I'm kidding. But no, like, yeah. Like, hey, if I just spray Febreze down my pants, like that's not clean. That's not clean. It smells better. It's not clean. Yeah, that's got college student ideas written all over it. Someone yeah, took a couple on, of man. bong rips and they were like, hey, man, I got this great idea. No, you don't. You don't. I assure you. <laughs> like, is it made of denim? Like, I don't wash jeans every time I wear them, right? But but at the same time, like, my bare ass ain't touching the jeans either. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't, it I, should, they have to be made of denim. Like the, if if this is gonna sell, they have to be made of denim, and I'm not yeah, sure could, I would want to. But wear for those. your kids, this would be amazing. That you wouldn't have to get them to just have your month, your Sunday through Saturday undies. You could have your January through December undies. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Little kids? No, they're monsters. Oh. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Even if it was denim, it would not work. <laughs> So apparently this is marketed to people who travel the world, but uh, I, I, I guess on foot. <laughs> right. You walk in there? <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been on some long flights and I, I'm thinking that's, you know, some, if I landed at my destination in a fresh pair of underwear, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, apparently it is breathable, ultra soft. Uh, UV blocking, uh, it, the underwear, the underwear blocks UV rays from the sun. The underwear blocks UV rays from yeah. the sun. The underwear. So the rays that we use scientifically to kill bacteria are blocked by the <laughs> I don't get this. That's wrong. 
It is you guys who are wrong. These underwear are amazing. <laughs> my God. My God. Um, yeah. All right. Get this out of my face. Yeah. This is insane. Um, my story. Um, illegal cockfighting. Uh, rooster kills man. Uh, slash his owner in the groin. Um, apparently, and I didn't know this. Um, did you guys know that in cockfighting, they actually strap blades to the rooster? To the back of their talons and stuff because they kick up. So that's it. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I I didn't know that. Uh, so apparently, the, a rooster the fact with a, that you do know that makes me question uh, what you do up there in your extracurricular activities. <laughs> <laughs> Does Rob oh, yeah, run yeah, a cockfighting ring? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. You just throw some razor blades on uh, on uh, your, your 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 little Jerry over there. A little ro- little bit, a few razor blades and some cocaine. Now you got a cockfight. <laughs> No, cockfighting is the wildest thing. I just want to watch two two chickens fight each other. What is wrong with you? There's nothing else going on down there. Nothing. Um, see, but if we see, but if we didn't call it if we called it Pokemon battling, then everybody would think it's cute. Yeah, well, they. I mean, they got yeah, like firepowers. Like that's just that's awesome. Yeah, they just have they they're literally just getting rodents to attack each other for money, right? Like they get money. Is that the yeah, deal? They no, they fight for the honor. <laughs> <laughs> Just to collect them all. Pokemon fighting. Yeah, it, like we do we do have a show where we teach kids that cockfighting is is okay. <laughs> like that's so it's a bit weird. We do. We like teaches like, teaches children how to properly care for animals by capturing them in the wild and forcing them to fight other animals. Like right. that. That's that's not, that's not animal care. Walking around in cages. And uh, the first the, the the first words of the theme song, I want to be the very best <laughs> cockfighter at cockfighting. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese cockfighting. Um, so this rooster with a three inch blade strapped to its leg slashed its owner to death during an illegal uh, cockfight. Uh, I like that they had to specify illegal. Um, so Micah, where did this happen, buddy? Where did this happen? Where did Micah? this happen? Oh man, uh, it's got to be. It's got to be some Spanish-speaking country, right? And not like uh, I'm talking about like Latin America, not like European uh, uh, Spanish. So uh, I mean, I could. The easy money is on Mexico, right? Like because because stereotypes. But I'm gonna say uh, Chile. You've been to Chile, haven't you? Haven't I you, have, yes. Uh, I spent the, I spent all my time there in, uh, watching cockfights. Yeah, specifically <laughs> for them. So yeah, that's what, that's that's why I flew to Chile was for the for the world renowned cockfight. <laughs> it's like I gotta see this. I want to see a guy get killed during with a, a chicken. Uh, Rob, where do you think? If I'm not mistaken, that actually took place in India. Yeah, that's correct. Oh. All right, then. See? Yeah. My Whoa. wife manages the Twitter account for the TLS show, and she's constantly bringing all kinds of stories. And that was just from a couple of days ago. She's like, dude, you won't believe this. Like, God <laughs> damn. You know what? Serves them right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that, that's I my hope, attitude. I hope the chickens ate well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy was, you know, setting up birds to kill each other. It's like, oh, uh, this guy got killed? Yeah. Kind of like if Michael Vick's got mauled by a dog, everyone would be like, man. Yeah, I would not care. Oh, no, not Michael Vick. Uh, oh, no. Did you fall down? Well, that's what happens. Uh, yeah, the chicken struck the guy's uh, femoral artery, causing him to bleed out uh, at an alarming rate. Yeah, you probably should look out for chickens with blades on their legs. 
I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, yeah, he deserved. Why it. did the chicken cross the road to cut that guy's femoral artery? <laughs> That's an absolute fact. <laughs> Good lord, uh, that must have been a hell of a thing to see. Um, <laughs> bet people weren't expecting that one for a visual. I came here to watch just chickens murder each other. I didn't know a real <laughs> murder was going to happen. Holy shit! Um, all right, Don't number us. Run. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do they all just like break out? Like this guy gets like shanked and they're like, gotta go. Really can't stick around in the cockfighting ring till the police show up. Like you gotta See, just this go. Is what, uh, this is what Birdemic should have been. Just oh. just uh, uh, cockfighting chickens with razors on their on their legs. <laughs> have you ever seen Birdemic, Rob? I think I have because I do have a love of B movies. <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy watching just that crap cinema, and if I'm not mistaken, Birdemic was one of those that fell right in line with, you know, Two Headed Shark Attack, where it's like this looks so bad, I have to watch it. But oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. commit to memory. Yeah, no, that's probably for the just, best. I absorb it and go, wow, that was, <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it was. Yep. That was the best work of, of Deborah Gibson's career. Oh my god, <laughs> Two Headed Shark Attack. Uh, or Shark Takapus. That's, uh, that's, that's one of them, unfortunately. Um, trailers this week, uh, Stowaway. This is a, um, uh, upcoming Netflix movie. Uh, it's got a very good cast. Um, uh, Tony Collette, um, Anna Kendrick, uh, what's, um, what's a handsome Asian dude's name? Johnny Gat. Um, Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. Daniel Day Kim. Um, and it's about, it's, there's a like a, a a team of astronauts who are on a two year mission um, to go to try to colonize Mars, and some engineer who was working on their space shuttle somehow got trapped and uh, knocked out, and he ended up being a stowaway on the ship, um, which is cool. Like everybody's like, all right, you know, you, you know, shit happens, like no big deal. But then they find out that their life support is only enough for three people, not four for them to make it um, because it got damaged, I guess in the, um, in takeoff. Um, And now they have to make this like moral decision about, do they, you know, get rid of the stowaway or do they try to make it? And it seems like they're all trying to make it. um, And they seem to be taking a different choice than I would make. What'd you guys Mm -hmm. think? Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh this would be uh this would be us LARPing uh among us and we would just eject this fool. Um <laughs> no, this looks very interesting. And um I wonder I I wonder one of my favorite movies, uh sci-fi movies is Sunshine. It's a great movie. Um but that movie kind of gets a, a a little too like horror movie-ish. Uh, like one of the villains gets like space dementia or whatever. <laughs> and he kind of flips out. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to happen here. Like, I wonder if some one character, uh, you know, like you said, last hire first fired, right? Like, yep. Like people are going to, one character is going to definitely want to get rid of the stowaway. One character is going to be like, no, we can try to do it. And and the other one is kind of like a maybe, but is being influenced by the good person so that the evil person is just like, or the, the person who wants to get rid of him is just like, look, you don't get rid of him. I'm going to get rid of all y'all. 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if that's what happens. But uh, I don't know, man. But it does look good, uh, which is weird because this is a Netflix science fiction movie. And they generally aren't that great. Yeah, no, it looks interesting. It, it, it is a fun-looking premise for sure. And I'm with you guys. I, I'm very utilitarian perspective. And it's it's a pretty simple shell game for me. So, okay, so we've got three astronauts and we've got one ground tech. <laughs> well, which of these things doesn't belong here? So yep. it's um, – <laughs> Right. Sorry. Right. I mean, what can you what can you bring? He's like, yeah, I can learn. I'm like together. We're an elite cadre. We're ready for this. And you're the wild card. You're the wrench in the works that fucked up the air, that the life support system. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Look, don't fall asleep. Because you're going to wake up in a spacesuit outside. Like, yeah. like, but it, shit, it, I didn't get a spacesuit. All right. That's fair. <laughs> it, it hit the button. interesting how, how they do that Boop. because, I mean, it. To me, that's just how it's going to play out because you've got one character who's on the outs who definitely has self-preservation on his mind. You're going to have someone that's on board with doing everything to keep everyone else alive. You're going to have someone who's just ready to jettison the extra cargo and be done with it so everybody survives. And you're going to have that fence sitter that's going to try to just going to get on board with the tech. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. And what I'm curious about is if we're going to have some kind of twist as to why he was actually on yeah. the vessel to begin with. Because one of the interesting scenes when they take him out of the panel, like they're removing the screws. So he was screwed. That panel was screwed shut while he was in there. And if you were in there with just your fall harness, as opposed to your five point seat restraint, that was a bumpy ride up. Yeah. He looked like he had like some sort he had of a couple of cuts, but yeah. I don't know if you were jostled around, in an instrument or behind an instrument panel where all the gear and pipes are might be a little bit more banged up than that. Yeah. But yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it, it looks like it's going to be a very interesting movie. The trailer is very promising. It's a good cast and uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun watch. I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I think it looks super interesting. So um, more of that, like uh, good. Maybe next looks is actually buying some films that, uh, you know, sci-fi films that are worth a damn. <laughs> like they just, they're, the ones that they make in-house are generally not good. They just really aren't. But, um, yeah, that, look, that looks like a super interesting um, uh, uh, film. Um, any uh, parting words? Um, Rob, do you want to um, give your um, – uh, give your plug for your show, please, 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 please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so TLS Live, as uh, Michael plugged early on at the beginning. So TLS Live show, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Insta, Twitter. We're everywhere. Truth Lies Shenanigans, if you can spell it. If not, TLS Live show, you can find us pretty much everywhere. We go live uh, Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have a TLS Unscripted, which is a new sidebar at, that uh, is running at Fridays at 6.30. So we're, uh, we're busy over at Truth Lies Shenanigans. Uh, we break down a lot of the um, hot topics of the day, deal with social, political, racial issues, and we just try to have a little bit of fun of our own. Always close it up with a game show and have some laughs. All right. There you go. Um, so check that out. And um, uh, Micah, any parting words? Uh, thanks for being here, Rob. Uh, really appreciate it. Really loved having you on. Yeah, and, thank you uh, so much for having me. This was a, a wonderful conversation. This was really great, guys. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Glad you had fun. 
Um, all right, that's it for us, guys, and we will see you next week. See ya.